0: Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft and & and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. Names. Alright, alright, aloha guys. Welcome back to the Craft & podcast. You're here with your host, The Viking. And The Bourbon Cowboy. And Motherfucker, we on TV. Pouring bourbon. Pouring p- p- bourbon. <laughs> Pouring bourbon. Yeah. Romantic Romy is in the house. Hello, hello, hello. Romance Romy. Romance Rom. Romance, romance, okay, bro. I it just popped, dude. I he looks just, like he looks like a lovable teddy bear. Yeah, I know what was. Okay. Cr-
1: I was kind of thinking Pearl the Earl. Earl, per, Earl the Pearl. Earl the Pearl. Earl the yeah. Pearl. Is his name Earl? His name's Earl. Yeah. Oh fuck. Okay, Earl, Earl, Earl. 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 I was thinking Earl the Pearl, and then you Earl made the me Pearl, the Black Pearl, Ship in a Bottle. Let's go I baby. Was like, What's up? But I I like that though too. He can choose. Earl the Pearl. Well, we really should not let Earl. him choose. I You're mean, not allowed to choose Pearl. your own nickname. That's bullshit. Earl we the choose Pearl. their own
0: nickname? Earl the Pearl. All right, we're here with Earl the Pearl. Yeah. So, um, we're hanging out here. We're back in Winterfell. Um, getting ready to get after it. We got a really fun episode today. We have Barry and Elizabeth coming on from RD1 Spirits. Um, we'll dive into all of that, but the Cowboy hooked up with them, or ran into them at a tasting a few months ago. They at sent, Stone at, Turtle. At Stone Turtle. Yeah. They sent us a few bottles, and we're going to jump on and go through a little tasting, and some RD1 bourbon history with the distillers and reps at RD1. So we're going to do that. They're going to hop on in about 15, 20 minutes or so. So we're going to jump into the podcast like we do and then, you know, go from there. So go ahead, Cowboy. So the
1: Earl the Pearl is a beer drinker, so he will not be partaking uh, any bourbon with us. So he's going to be doing his thing, and then we're going to start out a little— a little different we're going to start off with the 92 proof port barrel finish from isaac bowman we've probably had this but it's probably been two years maybe three years i've always really liked it and i just thought we'd ease in tonight because we got quite a few different things we're going to try and um, it said this is produced by the bowman distillery in frederick fredericksburg virginia
0: Oh, that's, fun. that's um, fun. We haven't drank a lot of stuff from The only Virginia. thing I think we've had from Virginia was that Virginia distilling. Remember when I was on yeah. that? And, and it wouldn't do fucking good either. So.
1: That kind of surprised
0: me. But I Light up, dude. You're I haven't on done up? this oh, in a yeah, while. No fucking nuts, homie. And I know the other one. Yeah, yeah. here, just yeah. flip up and strike. Oh, yeah, a joke, um, Yeah, I was going to say, good call on that, because I was looking at that, and I was like, oh, those are pretty low. But um, as far as cigar, what we're starting with tonight is... Uh, Wanted to bring out something we we've, we've never had it on the podcast. We've smoked them, but we smoked them at a dinner. Um, this is the 2022 Cohiba Siri M Corona Gorda. Uh, these are made blended by um, oh my, geez, Sean Williams of Cohiba, and uh, when he was in town back in 22, him and Wreck-It Rusty came in and did a cigar dinner, any guns with the owners over at Lit and they released the siri m so this is the only or second only cohiba line to be made at el titan de bronze in miami florida um but it's it's the cohiba siri m line so we've had the siri m before it was kind of a thicker uh toro a couple years ago it reminds me a lot of the weller the same blend line yeah 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 um so yeah so that's what we're going to get into and start with that and then we are going to have a fun little filled episode. So let's get that. Cheers. 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 Roman. Cheers. Right. Okay. So I know we joke about this sometimes, but I just totally did that. I put my nose way too far to that. And what's honestly shocking to me, I don't know if this is a reality or not, but do you think that we drink so much high proof bourbon that high proof noses don't bother you but like i just shoved my nose in that glass and was like Phew. it caught me real quick
1: well what really surprised me is is i would really be interesting and i should put a temperature gauge down there i think i will but i i think my basement pretty much stays constant around 65 year round it's in the basement yeah your basement but this is by a window so this may be the '60s, it's but I'm not. Higher, but. I
0: didn't get a super sweet like it's super cold. No, not at all. No, it's not nearly mm-hmm. like um, when we did the podcast at Arrowhead and we poured that little book in two wildly different whiskeys from what it was to. Yeah, what but it there is. is a
1: sweetness to it, but it's real mild. I mean, it's pretty well balanced. Mm. But I still, I, I still get some proof in there. Um, I don't know if that's because it's a little chilly, but. It's got a good really good sweetness to it. You're not, you're not lying there. That's yeah, amazing. and I guess that's just the port coming out of that the finish in there.
0: That's cool. That's one thing I'll talk we'll talk about again when we get into it, but you know I'm not normally a Finnish guy. There's a lot of Finnish shit right there. Yeah. Like I don't even know what that what that wood is. This one? No. Amburana wood. It's um I think that is it's a European.
2: Cool. Let me see. No, I no. think it's a European. What's that? These.
1: Oh, it's a Brazilian. Like a it's a Brazilian wood. Yeah. And there are some of these that we're gonna anyway, we'll yeah, get I'll to that, that, that when one. we get to it. Um no, I got
2: I got I think we got another one. Here we go. So,
1: um, anyway, let's like these bad boys. Yeah, up. let's get
0: into these, man. all right yeah. First podcast of the new year. First podcast of 24, oh, and
1: we're yes.
0: we're lighting up. Um, really excited to do this. We've been trying to get this on the well, not trying. We've had it on the books with Hardy one, um, pretty much since the damn night <laughs> the cowboy ran in ran into these guys. I mean, it was a simple, it was kind of a funny communication thing with with me because, <laughs> I just gives him the business card. They email the crowd the peer, and It's like, hey, I ran into Barry, or it was Elizabeth saying, hey, it's Barry. I was like, yeah, we've known Barry for I've. Fully thought we were talking about Barry Strange at Stanleys <laughs> oh the whole time and then she goes oh no then she asked for the address they sent over all these bottles um and then there was one scheduling thing they had to fly somewhere for something or whatever and we dropped it off for today so we're nice and cozy and warm here you guys can see the cowboys new toy back there he's got his rabbit air a5 burning up in the back um going to run that guy out and test him out and I think he's gonna it's all going, going up and moving that way. Yeah. Um, remember before I used to go to that corner? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's cool. And it's on. You can see it's working. Like, it's pulling because it's red, which means it's active. Um, I don't know. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. So we're going to get into that. But, yeah, it's good. these things are going. So what's up? Have you... Earl? Have you... What?
1: You haven't lit yours yet. All right. Well, he's lighting his, and we're getting a few pulls from these sticks. Um, so... Pearl the Earl. Earl the Pearl. Pearl Earl the Earl. Earl. Pearl. Tell us about, you know, you're my brother. Obviously, you're from St. Louis. But you have
0: spent... <laughs> well, just obviously No, stuff, no, I was going to say, hang on. Maybe yeah. somebody
1: missed the first I don't think I around. said
0: it was your brother. That's what I was going to say. I was like, oh, in case we said he lived here now. I was like, this is Hodges' brother. I don't know yeah. if we talked about that
1: yes. before or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought we said that at the beginning, <laughs> oh, but maybe okay. somebody just joined us and they didn't hear it. So I'm just recapping. But um, you've been down in... Uh, Florida for Yeah, about Naples seven um, slash Bonita Springs area
2: for? Almost seven years. Almost. Seven fucking years. It went by really fast.
0: How long have you been Would back you? in St. Louis? Well, you've been back here. Like, uh, we've been back now almost 13. Not, oh, okay. Um, 13 okay. years.
2: Okay. okay. Yeah, I. Uh, but you got to think, I've been down there for seven, but three of those was solid COVID time know which kind of sped up you know everything was kind of shut down and walked Right. and everything was you know those those you know within that six seven years that i was down there three of those almost half of it was done in like i think it sped things up a little bit with respect that you know nobody was doing much you know in that time i mean people were doing stuff but not like how it is now you know kind of everything's kind of back to normal. Sorry. But
1: you did three years of COVID down there, and uh, Florida was definitely much more open than most. Oh, God, yeah. So you had three years of COVID, many different times of red tide. Yes.
2: Red tide. Two fucking you.
1: hurricanes. Two hurricanes. Yep.
2: The second one was terrible. <laughs> which
1: both came, both
2: came through pretty heavy Yep. in your area. Yep. yep the and second one, I, I'm, I'm thinking, I can't remember the name of it, you know, it just happened like a year and a half ago. I want to say Irene or Ernie. I uh, I can't remember. But 13 foot. Um, 13 foot. Um, well, I, I can't think of that either. Um, tides? Yeah, 13 foot tides, what they call it, uh, a, a different word because it comes in and then it, then it goes. It's a... Um, I can't remember what the name of it was. But where, like,
0: 13 like feet of water comes in no, and settles the and surge, flushes out. The surge. surge, yeah. The
2: surge was 13 feet and took out almost every bar that we like to go to and hang out at and destroyed, like, you know, the winds weren't bad. The 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 surge was in, insane. We were lucky that we didn't get, uh, we didn't have any damage. We yeah, were.
0: if that's the last one I was thinking about, I think I, I told you this, uh, Justin and Katie, my cousin, remember I told you that her parents live in Fort Myers? They had the sailboat that they went out the next morning. They ended up finding the boat like 30 miles away. It got picked up and taken away. Yep. Yep. And completely, completely destroyed, you know, obviously. But yeah, they went out like the house was fine. The pool was fine. (laughs) Walk out to the dock, no boat. Yep. Then they they ended up, I guess, I guess they didn't find it. They got a call. Someone had found the boat was like 30 miles. It just got picked up and taken away. I know this sounds really stupid, but if I had.
1: if I had a four or $500,000 boat and I had known for about a week this shit's coming, why wouldn't I get the hell in my boat and get it the hell out of there?
0: And just why sail wouldn't... your ass away from the storm.
3: Okay, now I'm,
1: I'm sure people <laughs> well, are going to say, listen, stupid, you can't just sail out into the middle of the Gulf. Captain Ron can. You have to have a captain's license to do that. But I could follow the coastline. And take yeah. it to an area that could be a little more secure. I, to pay I don't for think they fear. knew
2: it was going to be that bad because it it set the hurricane set up, shop and stopped moving. Had it oh, moved, it sat for a
0: while. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh what yes, that's, it to that's fucking it was, weird.
2: Which is an anomaly. It literally stopped for a certain amount of time, just enough to pull all the water in, and then on the on the the you know pull the the rotation of that. Uh, hurricane just stopped and it pulled all the water out and then threw all the water back on land and it was just really, really bad. Well, we're but I'm glad, glad to have
1: back. you here, Yeah. but the seven years you were down there, we spent a lot of time in Bonita, a lot yep. of time in Naples, but we also love Key West. So we got oh, to yeah. spend a lot of time in Key West and I don't. Think that we'll stop going to Key West? We'll no. still plan a trip, maybe once a year, no. to still go down there. But a lot of good times, um, a lot of great memories.
2: At I Burn. am really glad to be back, though. It's
0: really awesome glad. you're back, man. I mean we were we were sitting. I think we were sitting in here, and uh, he goes, "Oh yeah, I gotta tell you, fucking Rome's coming home." I, yeah. was, like, oh, I was like, "Oh I was like, "Oh, he's." Like, it was kind of around like Thanksgiving, I think. Uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, is he like like staying for the the week?" He goes, no, dude. He's like, he got a job down here. He's they're here. I
2: got really, really, really. Hell yeah, extremely man. Extremely lucky. Extremely lucky. With Hell yeah. Run. So it's a game changer for my life. And it's great.
1: That's awesome, man. I don't know if you're lucky, though, because you've done the right things. You're at one of the top water treatment facilities. You've done everything right there. You put your, I don't know, five, well, six years uh, in well, down there. Well, there
2: 80, 80 applicants that, that filled out that. And I didn't find out till. The last time I worked, you know, a couple of days ago, and he told me there were 80 people that applied. Yeah, I don't think
1: if you didn't do it right, you wouldn't be there. I don't so know. I, I yeah, think you made your own man. luck, and you were the know. candidate they decided to choose. So good for you, man. Thank you. Congratulations. Awesome. Well, oh, yeah, glad dude. to
2: have you back. I can't wait to go to see hockey now. Yeah. And and visit all the new stuff that's going on in St. Louis. I can't believe all the stuff that's being built by TikTok is going crazy. You know, down there, I get all the tick tocks from down in Florida. Here I'm like <laughs> food central. There are so many different food places now that weren't Yeah, even They're open saying when St. Louis is one of we, the we got the new soccer team. We got uh, I don't even know.
0: Battle, Battle Hawks are
1: back,
2: Hawks baby. Are What's bad. up? Yeah, I, heard about that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if the Steve UFL.
0: Gonna,
1: don't know. But we're in the XFL league.
0: That's yeah, you like that though?
1: Well, I like the fact that we all have XFL apparel and we got football. So at least it's not like, you know, like if you're you're wearing a Chief jersey, it says AFC on
0: it. Mm -hmm. So if we got a Battle Hawk and it says XFL, it still works. Well, it's funny for, for fans like you and me, right? Because we were, you, me, the Daltons, Gim, I think that's it. We were at the original first home game tailgate for the Battlehawks in 19, right?
2: Was that 19?
0: Or was it 20? Well. Because COVID started in March of 20, so maybe it was 20. Like, whatever. We were there. I think
1: it was 20 because it was cut short. It happened. Yeah. In-
0: remember, we were supposed to be the home yeah. game. That whatever. We've got the original oh. blue XFL Battlehawk stuff. Yeah. Now, last season, we got the new XFL Battlehawk
2: stuff. Is it different? I didn't. I didn't
0: well, everything looks the same. Um, Anthony Beck is back as the head coach. Guess who came back and is playing? Um, uh, Butler. He got cut from the Steelers. He resigned with the BattleHawks. Remind me who was? He it? was our wideout, our wide receiver, the great one. Something, but Butler. He was a
2: real tall guy. Him, him. Oh, he's okay. back. Yeah, Butler. Into, I think. Uh, the Alabama quarterback still. AJ
0: McCarron is the backup quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals now.
2: Oh wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, third string technically, but I don't know what he's doing right now because their season's over, and I don't think he got invited to Dubai or whatever with him, because you know. But we'll see. I don't know. Does um, Rock
2: still own NFL? Yeah. Oh wow.
0: Him and Danny Garcia still own it. His
2: ex-wife.
0: His ex-wife.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Um, but that's gonna be cool. I, I'm, i I know we're excited about that. That's, that's, that's gonna be freaking cool. I do think it's funny though how they're trying to do the AFC NFC thing. There's the yeah. XFL teams, the UFL teams. Um, I'm a little surprised that the teams from the XFL they kept other than San Antonio and, um, um St. Louis. They kept the Brahmas, and, and the Brahmas ended up winning yeah. the championship.
1: Yeah. Which. They were not in anybody's mirror,
2: but Where, anyway. where's that at? Brahma. San
0: Antonio. Oh. So they kept the Renegades, the Defenders, the Brahmas, and the Battlehawks.
2: Oh. That's four teams.
0: Yep. And then the USFL teams that stayed are the Birmingham Stallions, the Houston Roughnecks, Memphis Snow Showboats, and Michigan Panthers.
2: How many games are there a year?
0: Well, we so got I mean, the ticket. Yeah, the tickets updated. We got five home games.
2: Yeah. Oh wow. And how much does it cost to go to a game?
0: Well, it just depends on which week it is. Uh,
1: the first week, they were like $88. Then the next week, they opened up another section, and they were 40 Yeah. And then like by the third or fourth week, they were like $18
2: anywhere you want to sit. What day do the matter, or does it change? Saturdays? Saturdays, okay. Well, that's
0: well, cool. well, uh, I, well shit, hang Either on. Either Saturdays and hang Sundays
2: on. last year. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now? Uh, oh, yeah, it was Saturday and Sundays. That's right. Uh, maybe
2: it's Saturdays and Sundays. That's cool because we have a Battlehawks team because I get off five days. I'll have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday every month. Oh, cool. Off. So I'll be able nice. to plan and watch. Oh, we Battle tailgating. Hawks. We had a couple
1: yeah. uh, so cold and so, and it wasn't even, the, it's like 35, 40. Um, but then but, you get down there on that open <laughs> parking lot, a 15 mile an hour wind. But now that we've done it, we've got wraps, we've got tents, uh, we'll be a little better prepared, or we where can start here. Where do you shop
2: up at?
0: Like, where so that? last, this previous year, the Cowboy found, um, they did parking in front of the old Hess bottle plant right there. Ah,
2: or, I
1: didn't and know and we, we would tailgate about. right it's there. It's just
0: that beat up old parking yeah, lot. Yeah, it's nothing. Just north of the dome.
2: Oh, okay. I think I know what you're I ordered talking
0: about. That, I ordered that tent. The one with the walls and the windows. Got it in black. So do you set up and bring that? But the only thing is, is that tent with the windows? It's got grommets on the bottom.
1: Oh, it does? Mm-hmm. Wow, cool. What is that in grommets? What is
0: so it in you that? can tie it to the down, hold it to the ground.
1: Oh. So the sides aren't, because we saw some that didn't have grommets, and the wind is just blowing the bottom. Can't
2: you, and, can't, can't you bust through that asphalt? Like, you know, digging, you know? Yeah, up no, up. you
0: can, but what we're talking about is like, so... Um, I hadn't, I had actually not seen this until I was out with, out with Hodge and Gim and all those guys, but you buy these tarp walls for your tents, right? Yeah. And then you have the grommets on the bottom so you can put the, um, stakes in them. Right. Well, they make, we were talking about it because we saw a couple tents that had, you know, four walls, door windows in them. Oh wow. And some Jim was like, dude, you can't like those, they don't have grommets in the bottom. And if you don't have grommets and you've got a 20 mile hour wind. A fucking oh, paper airplane, It's gonna I go see. like that. But the one I got, has got grommets along the bottom of it. So do you bring that?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Leg, he, like he brought three that. Or four of them. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was,
0: it was, dude. It was a 35 degree temperature change from inside, outside to inside the corner of that tent. Right. You know, the further you got to the How front. How big a tent do you guys have? Well, he brought <laughs> his. 12 his 12 is bigger. Yeah, I think his is 12 by 12. And then but we. Mine's taller too. it oh, was.
1: Yeah. As big this as, is pretty tall. As big as in here. Yeah. Not the peak there, but as big as. I and mean, you could hang a uh, spinning ball. So are you
2: planning on doing a little bit of that this year? We go to um, every home game. Well, right. He just yeah. said
1: he got a tent. So how big was yours? You got? It is. I'll tell you right now.
2: It is. Uh... So I got to prepare, man. That sounds great. But anyway,
1: we'll have it. This is it right here. Dialed in.
2: Cool. It's ten by ten. Hey, Stevie, where's your little? Do you have a little vacuum thing. Uh, yeah. What, is it on the ground? Yeah, yeah, it's right there. I want. Yeah, don't worry it. about it right now. We'll you get, sure? we'll okay. get the uh, little right. vacuum going. Sorry, I just fell off. Oh.
0: Yeah. So that'll be cool. We got that. Yeah, we we'll go to, we we'll go to every home game.
2: That'd be Set it up.
0: Be a lot of fun. So five home games. That's great. Yep. And then hopefully things are done right this year when it comes down to the championship and, you know, all things like that. What, so. were,
2: what was our record last year?
0: Oh, shit. I think we lost 7-3, 8-2, maybe 3.
2: Wow. Yeah. And, of How course, we, we like didn't we... make the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Well, that was the funniest thing, right? So I think the most fans we had, we ended up having it. it well, we never had anything less than 28,000 fans wow. in the stadium, right? The championship game of the XFL last year, I think the attendance was like 21,000 people. It wasn't, it wasn't much of anything, you know. Oh, wow. That's why we laughed. We're like, you know, we were also the only stadium that, at the home opener that the Rock didn't come to.
2: Why did he do that?
0: They sent Danny Garcia. Like, right? I mean, nobody gives a shit about Danny Garcia, dude. The Definitely thing that helps. I, the thing I think that
1: irks me about that, me and Janine we're actually talking about it, is the fact that here. St. Louis was responsible for, and I, I, I'm not saying the number is perfect, but let's say 65% of your revenue and your viewership. So St. Louis helped you make the XFL, and you didn't have the wherewithal to second. come and see St. Louis. Right. Oh. That's
0: bullshit, man. Right. All right. So we're going to come back to that, but yeah. real quick. Barry has just jumped in with us here from RD1 Spirits. So we're going to pop him in here, have him jump in. Uh, Barry, say what's up, my man.
3: Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks so much for having me on tonight.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, Steve, do you remember? Hey, Barry, this is
1: Steve (laughs) Hodges. Um, I think I met, I know it wasn't you. I met one of your reps or somebody at Stone Turtle there in Dogwood and that's where I think my the Craft Imperial, um, uh, my card uh, got pushed to him, and I said, hey, we should do something together, and we do podcasts. That's what we started doing, and now we have our own cigar line as well, but we've been doing this for quite a while, and I guess that's how you got to us.
3: Love it. Well, any time that we can combine cigars and cigars,
0: And bourbon, it's a good night. You are are not lying, sir, at all. Um, All right, cool. So we've got um, Elizabeth sent out. We've got here, we've got the tasting sheet. um, And she sent us, let me see here, sorry. So we've got the RD1 Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Okay. And then we've got three of the... Uh, what would you go 50 mils, I think. We've got the Kentucky straight finish with French oak. Kentucky straight finish with Brazilian Ambarana wood. And the st- Kentucky straight double finish in oak and maple. So, Love it. before we crack one of these open and pour it in, can you give us, and all everyone listening, can you give us the quick history of rd1 and then of course we'll ask questions as we're going through it and hanging out but would you would you give us the the kind of build as to what rd1 is and you know why we're where we're at and what we've got
3: sure sure well um, thanks again really do appreciate the opportunity to talk about our brand rd1 it stands for register the story number one The the brand was originally uh, established in 1865 by three entrepreneurs in Lexington, Kentucky. It was called the Ashland Distillery, and then the um, uh, William Tarr, who grew up in Paris, Kentucky, had ownership of the chicken cock distillery that was from Paris. He sold his interest in that and then bought the Ashland Distillery Couple of distillery fires. He renamed it the William Tarr Distillery. So um, it the um, the distillery was functional up until Prohibition, and then the brands were actually sold to the American Medicinal Spirits Company. So the the labels lived on into Prohibition, um, and then after Prohibition, all those labels ceased to exist. Uh, and so myself and and a few other Lexington entrepreneurs established R D One Spirits to pay honor and respect to that history, but then write the next chapter. And, and that next chapter is what we're going to experience here, which is what more can wood do to influence Kentucky straight bourbon. And so we, we have, you have the, our flagship, the Kentucky straight bourbon. It is a four to six year aged small batch Kentucky straight bourbon. That mash bill is 70% corn, 21% rye, and 9% malted barley. So that same mash build now is gonna be finished in a French oak finish, in an Amberana, which is a Brazilian wood finish, and then in a double finish in oak and maple. And so we were really fortunate in that um, my partners and and our majority shareholders had the ability to put a lot of money into the brand to to really experiment with um, wood finishing. And so we currently have about 10 wood finish series that we're working on to come out maybe as a single barrel private select or um if one you know rises to the level of some of these other wood finish series we're going to see some others in the portfolio but really super excited to uh, to get through some of these and answer some of your questions but you know essentially we're riding that next chapter and that next chapter is um establishing our brand from january of 2020 right before covid and just this year from February, we were in one market, and then we launched till the end of December. We're in 15 markets right now and uh, and have lofty goals. Um, next year, by the end of 2024, we should be in about 25 to 26 markets. So again, super excited, I'm fortunate that we've got uh, local pe- leaders, business leaders that own the brand that are looking to grow the brand not to build it to exit so different strategy when you're building to exit than you would building it to grow. Well,
0: that's that's awesome. So uh cowboy here Hodge just poured the already won the flagship. So we like to cheers this so cheers to you my man. Um, yeah, yeah, thank cheers, you so cheers. much. So the one thing that I think is going to be really interesting uh, about our conversation today is obviously we've got the cigar going with the pairing. So we're going to have that fun marrying aspect that's going to play around a little bit. Um, but so you said that the straight bourbon is four to six years. It is. Yes. OK. And this is just finished in, in oak, just oak. Yeah. yeah. This is just uh,
3: old <laughs> oak, American oak, you know. So the the barrel that that it's finished in, and and what you're getting here, um, it is just a traditional bourbon. You know, it's a traditional Kentucky straight bourbon. Uh, has uh, classic sweet notes because of that seventy percent corn. On my palate, I get a little of the cracked peppercorn. Rum. So you get a little bit of spice on that mid palate, but. Um, The sweetness is going to go in a couple of different areas, depending on your palate. Of course, you're being influenced by those cigars, so you're going to get a little bit different influence than what I'm getting by not smoking a cigar. But it it pairs well. I think on that that cracked peppercorn, that rye, it it really holds up to to a, a mild cigar. It'll hold up to just about anything. Um, But what I enjoy about this on on my palate is it has that orange finish, that orange sweet finish that pairs well with a classic cocktail if you like cocktails, but it's 98 proof. So it's, it has a little bit of heat, you know, it's not going to be hazmat, but it's also not going to be thin like uh, you would have an 80 proof or something around 90 proof. So it has a little character, a little boldness, but um, you know, it's a traditional Kentucky straight firm
1: i think that's what i really got right off the bat was kind of a peppery orange um even on the nose a little bit and then that came right through with the uh, chew through it um i like the malted barley in there too um you know it's it's crazy when you know we've obviously we've had tons of different bourbons but it's nice to kind of know what you're getting. A lot of people don't tell you, you know what I'm saying to So to get, I I would wager that, uh, 60% of what we do is probably around, you know, 51, uh, percent corn. And then you're, you're going to have rye, malted barley, wheat, whatever, uh, more wheat, sometimes more barley, um, uh, and sometimes too much rye. But I don't know. That's not too bad. I, I, I enjoyed that pour a little bit. Um, wow. That's interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta say, um, it's a, I like how you said it's a, it's, it's a good Kentucky with bourbon. I, I like that. It, it is. It's, um, it's a, a killer base. I mean, it's, it's better than, uh, than some out there. I'll tell you that, you know, we've, we've had some of that that they tell you, you know, we've, we've had some of those. I'll tell you, it's that four to six year, uh, that young gun or whatever. Uh, I mean, it's definitely better than that. Um, did you find Did you find the sweetness in there? I did. I yeah. I get a little bit of
1: orange, but again, what I'm kind of struck by is the seventy percent corn, because there's a lot of them. The corn can be overpowering, and it's not very enjoyable. I for agree. Me at least
0: I know I agree. That's completely so unique. So I'm
1: I'm really liking this percentage of rye and malted barley um that you have in here um i notice like these other ones that are forthcoming i guess you can tell us a little bit when we get to those but that's just nice we we have been we've spent a lot of time with ben holiday of late and um i really enjoy the way they fully disclose on all of their bottles everything they're doing um which is really kind of nice a lot of them don't disclose anything And you got to kind of hunt down the facts or whatever. But that's really nice. Yeah.
3: Yeah, my background, I am. I'm a member of several bourbon societies. And oh, no, that's really frustrating.
0: Oh, sorry? I said, "Oh no shit! you know, a wall of bourbon you know, like, guy." <laughs> <laughs> this
3: this is my small collection. Yeah, I have a I have a bigger collection. I've got over yeah, 850 bottles.
0: I tell my wife that too. I show her my small one. I got the big ones in the in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: I love it. I love it. Well, and you know the one thing that as consumers we want authenticity. You know, don't don't try to hide behind smoke and mirrors. Yeah. tell us what you got in that bottle i mean some some non-distiller producers have to sign an nda that they can't disclose it you know so so just be upfront and and say what you want to say but so, i like to be authentic
2: barry real
0: quick if you don't if you don't mind i don't think we've ever discussed that what do you mean by signing an nda for non-distiller producers what is that
3: yeah, so, so a lot of, a lot of um, contract distillers, depending on where you go, some of them want you to say what the mash bill is, but there's some brands, some distilleries that say, I'm going to sell you these barrels, but you cannot disclose, one, where they come from, and you can't disclose the mash bill, you know, so some people have a legal um, uh, obligation not to be able to disclose that, so they just say, well, I'm sorry, I can't disclose that. And um, and sometimes it's because of the, the way the company wants to present itself. And other times it's, it's just a legal thing. They, they can't.
1: So, for example, if Heaven Hill, which I feel like is kind of the king of bottle and bonds, if they want to put out <laughs> 10 other undisclosed uh, bottle and bond bottles. It does say Heaven Hill on the back, but that's about it. Yeah. yeah Yeah.
3: well and part of the 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 bottled in bond you know it's a legal definition and and it's a higher level of um of authority to be able you have to meet criteria and so you legally have to display where was it made where where was it and it has to be in one season it can't you can't mix barrels that are different ages they all have to be the same distilling season and it has to be at least four years and you have to disclose all that on the bottle. So there's a there there's an immediate level of transparency that has to be there just because of the bottled and bond regulations. Right. Yes.
0: Good. We love it. Yeah, that's awesome. I did. I didn't know that. I mean, I guess that's why. Um, you know, sometimes you you drink. I mean, it would be very non forthcoming of us to tell you that we are monster Heaven Hill fans. There's no argument about that. Uh, hey buddy. Hey. <laughs> You good? Yeah. All right, Scrab cool. All right, you got your mic on. Um, but uh, every now and then, I'm sure you've been out and you've had a pour or, you know, you're at one of your clubs or your societies are hanging out or you had a friend I something. you try something from a, a name you haven't seen before and you nose it, you taste it, and you're like, God, there's something about that that just makes you think of somebody. And I wonder if maybe that's that's kind of something like what you're referring to with the with the NDA and the no disclosure and thing like that. But um, yeah, I gotta yeah. say I gotta say overall, um, I think that's a that's a I mean that lines up right in line with you know, do your flats right. So you know, your baseline, you've, you got a bottle of uh, of Jack Daniels, Four Roses, Woodford, uh, Yellowstone. You know those 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 baseline runners. I'd, I'd jump to this or, or Four Roses, I think, you know, in between it, back and forth. I really would. It's, it's a good, I mean, just, it's a, just a good whiskey. You know, there's no, I yeah. don't think, I don't think I'm going to jump off the wall and say, oh my God, it, you know, something reached out and bit me, but I think it's a good, good well, where whiskey. Where do you feel you lie within your competition?
3: Well, I think that you know the the important thing is don't put out a product that is young. You know, you yeah. want to you want to be very careful that the first product you put out it it better hold its weight uh, compared to other brands out there. I think really the sweet spot for me, if if it's a bourbon that has rye as the flavoring grain, you can probably bring those to market a little bit quicker. Um, when when you have wheat as that secondary flavoring grain. It needs more time in the wood. It needs more time to to flesh out some of those um, esters and you know some of those flavors that you're getting from the combination of the wood and the oxygen marrying itself. You know, so so it, it really just depends on the mash bill itself and how long it needs in that barrel. I, I'm a I'm a high fruit guy. You know, I like I like straight from the barrel. Yeah. And and so if if I'm drinking something straight from the barrel and it is, it is young, it, it is more off-putting than having something proofed down. Cause you, you can really tell some of the faults that need to have some of that ethanol that is, is um, worked out through the seasons of moving in and out of that wood. So it really, it depends on the mash bill, um, what age to bring that out to. And then if you're doing wood finishing, there's a significant influence on that secondary grain uh, um, and, and the interaction of, of the wood tandem so it all matters um but you know for me i i'm, I'm good with the four year and uh, i don't once they get into that 12 15 18 year to me it loses some of the the vibrance it loses some of the those sweet notes you know you get more of the earthy the wood leather tobacco notes and I like that but it's hard to drink that at, at barrel strength because you just like licking a barrel
0: yeah you know we're we are very big um uh, I'm going to pour our next one so we'll go into that in a second as well but um we're very high proof man I would I would be more than willing to say that 95 percent of what we drink is not even 100 it's 110 or above honestly I is that you think that's fair yeah yeah and I wanted to say, like you said, you know, if you drink something young at a hundred, you know, hundred whatever proof, there's a reason. There's moonshine, and then there's Little Book, right? There's there's differences here, okay? You know, or there's Stag Junior, and then there's moonshine. There's differences here. I found. It. Yeah. I got him. Okay. <laughs> oh, what? Okay. Well, um, I thought I thought he went inside and to talk, Janine. He had his mic on. I oh, don't know. It's like. Okay. Yeah, we just come say hi. Okay. Yeah, anyway, so sorry. I but- would
1: say um, our mainstay, <laughs> yeah. a lot of what we do, of course, we don't do it all the time, but I, I <clears throat> would say Helen Fitzgerald is my favorite. We don't drink it a lot because it's pricey, but we just did a podcast probably two months ago where we drank 19, 15, and 13. Was 19 good? Hell yes, it was very good. But when we got to 15, it was better. And when we got to 13, it was better. And did we enjoy all three? Hell yes. After the thing, I said, Jesus, we just did like $1,500 worth yeah. of
0: bores. And he says, and he like, I, he says, we had each of them. We finished two of them. And I think one may, maybe made it into my backpack and got home. I'm not entirely sure.
1: Well, but. a lot of it back in the day, the rule was get one, put it away. And if you can get another, that's the one we drink. Well, it ain't that easy anymore. You'll be lucky if you get one. But um, we have had a, a lot of fun with those. And then the Booker series, we always keep track of those and try to uh, taste those. It seems like there's always maybe like one out of every four that comes out that's pretty good. And um, and then we just have a variety of stuff that we kind of chuck through uh, a, a lot. but we i probably still have in my collection maybe 900 bottles that are unopened and then the other i don't know maybe a hundred that are open that we go through try to have on the podcast and talk about and whatever so we get through a lot of them but um we sure uh, appreciate you coming on and talking about these so so why don't you
0: lead yeah. us into which one are you born
1: yeah. why don't you go ahead and talk about our next one which is that the, the, the Kentucky Straight Bourbon with the uh, French Oak barrels.
3: Yes. So, so the French Oak was our first wood finish series, and it was a unanimous um, decision on the tasting panel. Everybody said this one rose to the occasion. And what nice you're going to get here is you're going to get more of that wood influence on the um, on, on the Kentucky Straight Bourbon. And so let's uh, let's get into it. Let's have a, a taste first. And then and then we'll kind of talk about what we're tasting compared to the uh, the first uh, Kentucky straight okay. bourbon, the traditional bourbon. Cheers, brother. Cheers.
2: Cheers, brother. Cheers, buddy. You're fine, buddy. I didn't even hit a it, I? <laughs> it's alright.
0: Okay, I instantly find that sweeter yeah instantly yeah. it's almost almost yeah. maple leaf sweeter i mean in, in comparison yeah, it, right it's a dense sweetness immediately i mean what's funny is
2: 100%. maybe because
0: of the cigar influence
1: i get a little maple too on that i'm, I'm not bit. crazy right
2: no it literally might
0: i didn't really pick much sweetness up on on the flagship i did the, the peppercorn I'm, I'm all there on that i'm all about that. that that was great i didn't really find the orange on that but this immediately I'm telling you, like my, my, my growth here, like spectrum from finding yeah. no sweetness to, bam, I put this shit on waffles, man. Like Well, I
3: see toast here. Is that
0: French toast?
1: It <laughs> is French toast. So you get
3: Motherfuck. those classic <laughs> vanilla notes. You get those sweet notes. Uh, I get a little baking chocolate. You know, I, I get a little... It, it's sweet, but it doesn't hit my palate overly sweet. Right. Uh, but then I get more more of a stone fruit, I get more of a cherry flavor than a citrus, an orange citrus flavor. Um, some people, and, and, and that, that cracked peppercorn is gone. There's none of that cracked peppercorn in that mid-palate for me. Um, and, and then some people say it's hotter on their palate, everybody's different, you know, everybody's going to have a, a different palate, but for me it's softer, it's more complex, I'm able to get a lot more um, complexity in the the front end, the mid palate, and the finish. Um, and it's 101 proof, so open little, little higher than the 98 proof bourbon. It has just much more complexity to it. This one would absolutely pair great with a cigar. It would uh, enhance, you know, some of the uh, some of the flavor profile that you guys get. I'm not into a aficionado, but I love pairing a cigar with a with a good bourbon.
0: It's it's one of the most. It's one of the, it, our joke is between Hodge and myself. Um, I don't. We joke all the time. I don't remember the last time. We had a cigar, where we didn't have bourbon with it. I mean, we may have started with coffee, but by the time the cigar was over, there was bourbon involved. You know, um, I would like to say, and I want the cowboy to go. He's 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 digging into this one. Um, this right away, I, I I'd give, I'd buy I'll buy the shit out of this. This is that I. I don't, I don't really, there's no, there's no palette difference for me on the proof at all. 98 to 101. I mean, that's, you know, that's like being hot outside when it's 75 and 72. You're still sweating your balls off, right? It doesn't matter, you know, but, uh, or I'm sorry, 103 and 100. Get over it. It's still hot. Um, But the body of this is overwhelmingly different. Not, for me, yes, better. Now I'm not going to say that it's it's a, a you know the other one was was not good cuz it was but this is where I'm at. Th- this is my baseline right here. Th- this I'm all about this. So what are kind of the breakdowns
1: on what's in this as far as corn Yes yeah, so
3: They they're all So it's it's still going to be 70 corn, 21 rye, 9 malted barley. And and the only thing different is we're finishing each one of these three that we're ready to go into. Okay, I get you. The first one. So so it's just that it's the woods influencing that flavor. Now,
1: was that anywhere in our reading? Because me and Mark, here's our thing. Was that in your reading? It should. It should say that, Okay, well, good, because I'm just telling you we didn't read it. And I'll tell you why. I'm not trying to be funny, but me and Mark... And this is the, the reason why we do that is because every every first of all, we do a podcast where we don't do anything. We just pick out the bourbon and we bring cigars and we try them and talk about them, because I feel like if we read too much or we learn too much, it influences our thoughts. So we just want <clears throat> to we just blindly want to go into it and kind of taste it and see where we go from there.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I think
1: that's very fair.
0: And I agree with 100% what yeah. he said. And then especially when we have this opportunity where I can put his mind with bourbon and what you know of your own company, and then we can do this. This is the best way to do it. Yeah, I think. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. I think that when, whenever I do um, tastings and, and I'm trying to, I, you know, bring oh whiskeys or bourbons, I like to do them blind. I don't like to see the bottle. I don't like to see the label. I, Kind of i look proper. at the color i look at the you know I compare the aroma the taste and the finish and and for me that helps me identify takes all the marketing out of it and, and it allows us to be able to determine which it. one's the best for me yeah. and, and my palette right but i like so,
1: that so let me ask you a question we on our show a lot we For a while there, we used to open bottles on the show and then we have found uh, through doing this many, 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 many times that the exposure to the oxygen changes things. Like, for example, we've opened bottles that we absolutely hate. We'll put it away and then we'll try it several months down the road and it is completely different i mean it went from shit to gold i mean it's crazy sometimes the oxidation level of what it does do you do you get that with these uh bottles do you feel like even after it's been opened a couple times it even gets better
3: i I do find that that interaction with oxygen you know once you open there's some bourbons out hot. there at pour, you know you don't really you don't get a whole lot but there's some that it's just it's it it needs more time open and, and the other thing is if you pop cork you better let it in that blend kick for 15 20 minutes and just let it open up because it needs that you know once Once you've opened a bottle and and it's got more oxygen influencing it, it is going to change.
1: I mean, this is Um, already after my third, just swirling it. It's already changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've told Mark this too, because we'll do, we don't, well, he does not as much as I, do. Uh, he does more than me, but we'll have, we'll catch the last of a bottle somewhere out. For example, maybe um, Booker's, we've not been able to catch a taste of it somewhere. Oh, You definitely win that category. And it, it'll be the end. And I don't think, if it's been up there a while or whatever, I don't think it it, 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 it tastes as good. Now, with us, we one of the reasons, another reason I love bourbon is we can spend a good amount of money and on a bottle of bourbon. We open it, we have a glass, and then three years later, we open it, and it's better than the day we opened it. And then two years later, we're back there again, and it's even better than the first time we opened it. But I do notice that if you catch a bottle that's been opened many times in a bar back, it can start losing some of its glamour. Would you agree to that? Yeah,
3: and you know, I would. I would caution you know my friends and acquaintances is that if it's a cork, it's not synthetic, but it's an actual cork. If, that core starts to roll around in the neck of the bottle you better plan B and take it out of that bottle especially if it's been it's eight 12 months it's going to oxidize It, it you know, it's going to break out and I could have aged this in you um, and I love that bottle it was a very expensive bottle delicious and you know and barrel proof and don't you know 16 months later, and I had about a quarter of the bottle. And it was it was cloudy, it was horrible. And, and so that's the only thing that, that really hurts my heart is the corks don't seal as tightly. So so if I'm not working through that bottle and I've got a loose cork experience to a uh, so I get a good tight seal, and and don't have that issue of it just breaking down and 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 uh, and being worthless.
1: But you're talking about ones that have been opened. Yes. Okay. So we're gonna move on, but I wanna I wanna throw this out to you because it pisses me off. You know who I think's the worst
0: at that? Is fucking Whistle Pig. Fucking damn right. Ever since Pickerel died, they fucked their bottles up. Their their corks and are horrible,
1: and. I, I mean, it's almost to the point where we don't, I mean, they sell a, a pretty good product now, but man, their corks are horrible.
0: Yeah. Funniest, funniest yeah. thing about that. Um, one thing I want to hit on with what, what Hodge Cowboys said was the most, the biggest bottle that sticks out in my memory that I will never forget about. It was probably three and a half, almost four. Well, it's 24 now. So we'll just say four years ago, whatever. Uh, we came over, we did a podcast or I think we we're just hanging out at that point. Um, but well, no podcast has come up in four years. No shit. Check that out. So we were probably doing a podcast and, uh, he pulled out Evan Williams, Hunter proof white label, man. We poured that, uh, we didn't, I didn't spit it out. All right. But we drank it and then we didn't pour any more of that. And it was in 20, uh, February of last year in 23, we were doing a podcast. We were sitting somewhere, and he's like, "Dude, you got to try this." I'm like, "Bro, that was garbage, man. We had it. We had it again. Amazing. It, it was. It was. It was delightful. And that from that moment, like, you know, because he's always talked about ever since I've met him. When he turned me on to Berman, pulled me away from Scotch. It, it literally. He always said it, but it was like we haven't ran anything that sucked. We haven't hit it yet. We haven't found a bottle that was just, ew, and then try it again later. That was the first one we found that I remember. And since then, there's been some hot spots. We found some that, eh, you know, whatever, wait a little. Um, And then to his credit, like he said, uh, a few years ago, we had gone to an establishment that was uh, getting rid of their stock, and we had bought some bottles that had been opened, and a few of them got poured out, you know, because they just... The oxidizing, you know, it, it happens way too much. You know, with the with the whistle pig thing, I'll never forget when uh, it was the whistle pig fifth or 18 that came out that had the decanter top on it. Everyone put the decanter top in it, and I had it one night. He had it one night, and I said it tasted like cucumbers, and that was not good. But <laughs> you Uh-oh. know, but yeah. yeah, the corks are yeah. just horrible.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, well, let's yeah. move on to um, the
0: Brazilian. This one, I'm very oh, interested in, yeah, I've never I'm... well, isn't there a
1: um, a barrel I think there's a um is it um, it's, it's a barrel, bar-
0: It's barrel. Yes, it's a barrel bourbon
1: that's finishing and our Amaranda, uh, Miranda, emiranda, isn't there?
3: Yeah.
1: yeah, I think I have a bottle of that in the basement it's a real unique finish
3: it absolutely it's a, what, what we this one, it, it absolutely is a, or, um ambarana wood uh, comes from brazil you can find it in peru uh, it uh, it also uh, they uh, they uh, age cachaça uh, in that ambarana wood and uh, you're getting some very very unique flavors that are way outside the flavor wheel if you want to talk about a good cigar blend this is one bless you just, just well
0: very, we're we're pouring that unique. okay and so is this forget so it's all still the same mash bill what is the proof on this barrel finish 110. 100, oh, okay. oh i'm sorry i didn't okay i'm sorry Is that a gingerbread man? It It is a gingerbread man. And pineapple. (laughs) It's pineapple. Well, cheers to you, sir.
3: Cheers to you.
0: Oh, that nose is very nice. Yeah. Oh.
2: Oh.
3: You're getting spice. You don't typically nose on bourbons.
0: Well you guys know by now on the podcast when we get quiet that's because something tastes good. So because I think I'm quiet because I'm trying to pick out, it's like a prethla of So
1: different yeah. taste in there. Um, I remember the first time I had Yippie Kaye and somebody said, What do you think? I said, It's a uh-huh. fucking rodeo in there.
0: Yeah. So Barry, I want I want to tell you one thing that that we've said about a bunch of bourbons that I I typically I think we agree on this. I don't like I love like like the Cowboys said, like Hodge said when you put the mash bill out, right? I think that's important. It, it gives it gives people that that little understanding of what's what's actually happening in the bottle. I agree with that completely. But I hate when they drop taste notes and influential statements on a bottle, right? That, that infamous statement that always starts, when you enjoy a dram of this whiskey, so on and so forth, right? You're influencing the palate, you're doing that. This is one of the fun times where I laughed when he was pouring this, I don't know if you heard me, I said, is that a gingerbread man on that taste sheet? When you drag this across your nose, I, I smell the cinnamon and it just it makes me think about a gingerbread cookie now, which is funny. And And part of that for me is, I have always said this when it comes to a lot, I'm a label whore. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it. I, I can't tell you how many things that I bought that that we have because it looked cool. Might not be awesome, but it looked cool. You know, that was fun. But it, it this is really unique. I, again, what I'm starting to find is the, the higher proof that we go inside RD1. Um, you can call it the woods. Um, you can call it the finishing. With the age and year estimate being the same, the mash bill being the same across the three that we've had so far, I, I gotta tell you, man, they, they they get distinctively better the higher proof they go. At least for me. Yeah. That's 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 my input on that. I this this is phenomenal. I like this.
3: Well thank you. And, and admittedly, we're hot drinkers. You know, we, we like that full high proof. this there there's a lot on with it and, and I'm kinda like you. I, I, I like the visual on that taste to uh, because we're 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 visual people and it what it does is it, it connects your brain to a different part of what you're tasting and, and it creates your memory based on what you saw there that, that juice bread man. You know, what, what you see, there, there's a coconut on there. there. There's there's a cinnamon stick on there. there. There's there's so many different things that you're seeing that you have a memory of, you know, around Christmas time that is totally different than mine. So it's going to influence you differently than what that label would influence you with the tasting of it. So using a different part of your brain.
1: I almost get like... um A little bit of ginger but kind of a woodsy like almost little rosemary um but it's not like your traditional rosemary but it's like a very deep woodsy
0: rosemary so you got a little smoky yeah yeah Yeah. and
1: And that could even i mean that could even be a little of the coconut uh in there that i just am not true because when you traditionally think of coconut or fucking pineapple Right. You're thinking sweet, yeah. juicy, almost tarty. Yes.
0: And, Barry, I want but to this say. this is
1: real deep, woodsy, spicy.
0: You got a little taste note down here at the bottom of the pictorials play. It says, wild adventure. That should be gingerbread man in paradise, bro. What are you the Coconuts and pineapple? What, what are you doing? <laughs> Let's go ahead and get yeah. that. Let's go ahead and get oh, that corrected. <laughs> Send that to. Uh, yeah. no. Write that down. <laughs> No, I um, this is um, I enjoy this one very much. Yeah, I do this one very much.
3: Yeah, and, and I you know have tried to, I, you know I'm, I'm myself because I, I don't want to influence you all but you know now that you've tasted it it is so complex on the nose unmistakably you get cinnamon you know right off of the back but underneath that there there's a nutmeg there's oh there's an allspice that puts itself to that ginger. Pepper.
0: Yeah, and I can see I can see that from where he said rosemary, you know, and then the, you got the cinnamon, and I can I can see that, you know what I mean? It's it's really fun. This is I think this is kind of the fun where the cigars playing in, where yeah. the the Cowboys actually been really phenomenal. Fanat- his track record on all Spice taste notes uh, or cooking spices like the past three months have been fucking clutch. It's I actually been re- so. no, it's been hilarious. We've done three tastings on cigars and spirits. Just, no, not like we're doing this. Again, we want to thank you for doing this with us, but just us and we're reading the bottle or we're looking at the packaging of the cigar and we're reading what's being said and he's like, allspice. And I'm like, yeah, it says baking spices, dude. That's an allspice, you know? But I wonder if with the cigar that we're smoking, Maybe that's what gave you the smoke, the rosemary, the that kind of treatment on a. I think oh, rosemary on a steak. You know. But I will
1: say, you know, out of all of the bourbons that we drink, we drink them neat. Um. And and people ask me why do you like um. You know, Old Fitzgerald, and I tell them I kind of start with like Stag Junior. Stagg Jr. is the one bourbon that I like to put a drop or two of water in, because I think it opens it up, because that particular is so rich with so many uh, different layers, and I think you find the same stuff with Old Fix Gerald, which I don't put water in, but Letting it sit for a while and whatever, there's just a richness to it. This, um, it's more like a little uh, bonanza of just all kinds of different little flavors that are hitting you. It's kind of like Yippie Kaye too. Yippie Kaye though is more of a, a rodeo explosion when you first had Yippie Kaye mm. that hits you in the mouth. It yeah. knocks your upper palate, and then man, it that that giddy-up all the way down your throat kind of thing, you know. But this is really enjoyable. Yeah. And I don't think there's anybody out there with this other than that barrel bourbon that I've tasted with this. Well,
3: there, there are, I think, for out of Lexington, Kentucky, they, they uh, have uh, Ambarana barrels that they're finishing in. Um, Starlight has an Ambarana, but those are like one-off. So, Single
0: barrels. Yeah, Starlight isn't isn't Starlight 100% single barrel projects. I think you're right. Right, so they they get they they blend a barrel and then they're like, uh, hey, who wants to buy this barrel? They like they don't have core line, they don't have flagship, they don't have anything like that, right?
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah, um,
3: and, and so you know, we made the commitment that we're uh, we love touch and and feel like we've got a pretty good handle on on some influence of the amberana wood with the, the flavors of the whiskey and we we can want one to overcome. we have a pretty good balance here and i think the 110 proof really lends itself out to it's an easy drinker but it's still 110 fruit and um uh, and you know this one i'm sure is pairing very nicely with uh, whatever cigars you guys are smoking It is. Right now. it um, is it it, it it really it it has you know it has a myriad prices it has a myriad of tropical fruit notes that that can go in a lot of different directions and i mean there's an apple strudel uh, on the mid-pack
2: oh
0: fuck. oh we got you here buddy delicious. You know, we I got, got you that, I love that apple yeah let me go root. check on And
1: that.
3: that cinnamon delicious
0: yeah
1: yeah, I got us covered on this. You're fine, buddy. I didn't think about it, yeah. but
0: No, it's um I, I like to think we just that plugged in. We're our good. Loop. We're good, buddy. We're good. I like to think that no, our lights will come back up. Don't sweat that. But um it's really interesting how you talk about the meridian of flavors. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. All right, cool. Um, we had a little power beep. We're working it out right now. We're just fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we got, he's got too many things plugged in, too many holes. You know what I'm saying? We blew a few. He didn't pay for it. <laughs> Get it? No, it's joking. But, uh, um, no, I like how you say that, you know, because this by far is the most in-depth pour that we've had yet. Um, I can see this whiskey translates from the nose to the initial tongue draw, to the retro, to the swallow, to the palate, to the exhale, retro and exhale, two different things. And then to the aftertaste. And I can see a lot there where you would call in those different, um, are you on the toilet? Flavors and flexors.
3: I Hello. can see
0: that. The cinnamon yep. is solid. There's no argument. Romero? There. The kind of are you in here? taste for me sitting here.
1: Okay, I just wanted to know. I, did, I thought you Ron may have left or something.
0: Is now I'm starting to find those. Um, and not so much the, the pineapple's not there at all. I, I just, I think it's funny there. Um, but are we dead? Well, no, we're off. Oh, we're off. Why I just turn it back on? Uh, it's off again. What? Yeah.
1: How the fuck could that be?
0: But, um, yeah, so, uh, but it's unique how that flows in and through. I do very much enjoy that. Yeah. So, while we're getting our, our everything fired back up, this is fun. So, our Patreon's all, this is, we're, we're good to go. This guy's a genius. We're just fucking fine. Um, so RD one, I, I want to talk about this a little bit I, I would like you oh, to put this out God there if you can sake. so RD one spirits, yep. Registered distillery number one, right? I don't fucking know. It's this just one this whole KPY that you God see on everybody's damn. distiller note and you know, Mictors and peerless and heaven Hill and you know, everybody's fighting for the earliest one and I was here during Prohibition, and I was writing fucking uh, prescriptions and this and that, and so on and so forth. I don't know. Fucking Romy's um, in there sitting in where there on his fucking phone. Where does the phone. actual so law I don't know. fall into place as to who is our, our registered distillery number one? So what I mean with that, that you can't. Do you have a KPY well, number? It, the, or the electric would have had to have gone off in there.
3: leave it off it just for right got now. a revolutionary war and and the federal government wanted to start distilleries back in the late seventeen nineties, eighteen hundred. And so there was a whiskey rebellion. And and so as a result of that, the government said we will not tax distilleries. It stayed up until eighteen sixty two when President Lincoln is his revenue to fund the Civil War effort. So what he does is he rewrites to get tax revenue, and so every tax district in Kentucky and in Tennessee, they had an RD1, which is Registered Distillery One, RD2, RD3, but each tax district RD1. It wasn't just one RD1. There were seven, eight RD1. So, uh, so, so that you know, we didn't go. That was like the DSP, distilled spirits plant. That is the tax designation after mission. So, so the uh, the difference there is that that's just the government's way of writing.
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense that way. Okay.
3: Right on. Okay, so.
0: sums that up i'm glad we got to hear that yeah. i was i was asking about the uh rd1 versus the i was saying spky but dspky you know how heaven hill claims number one but rd1 so on and so forth so um before we move on to the next one will you give your final thoughts on on the our is that what it is amburana
3: uh,
0: Amberana. Okay. amburana 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 and is this wood is this is gonna this is gonna sound absolutely insane and a little ignorant when I say this, but is this wood imported or is this an import seed that's grown in the states and then used into staves? It, it is, it's nice. wood that, that is imported.
3: Nice.
0: Okay. So is it is it staves when it's imported or does it come in? By the, I guess plank or log. I don't, I don't know how you ship wood, but well, it's either staves or barrels, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: So, so that's exactly right. There are ambarana barrels, staves that are put together just like our uh, American white barrels. There are also staves that are that are also, and on that sheet you'll see on the ambarana. Where you'll see an example of what that ember on the state looks like, and and it's honeycomb drilled so that there's a lot or surface area. Uh, do you see a, a history of the brand? Um, yeah, I so see it. That to
1: you. All right, beautiful. All right, well let's go ahead and. um Oh, are you? Run to the okay. He's going to go to the uh, little, girls room. little girl's room. I'm going to go ahead and pour this last. The um, This is the one that's double oak. Or wait a minute, double finished in oak maple barrels. Yes. Yeah. This is the one I remember the most when we, when the rep. And do you know that rep's name here in St. Louis that I was with?
3: say there i think in st louis isn't it is it Lore's and one of the um, one of the distributor oh it was
1: okay that, uh, i um, get you it wasn't your personal yeah. one it's one from lore so yeah, that's simply, who you go I, through and
3: yeah, we do we do but did, did you have our national sales manager regional sales manager were at a, at a whiskey event there so i don't know if it was one of the events that you saw them
1: no, he just happened to, I was sitting at the bar and he walked in and wanted to talk to Nick, the owner there. And, um, I don't think Nick had the time and me and my wife were sitting there and he was pulling out all these bourbons and Janine's looking at me like, are you going to talk to this bourbon guy? You know, you know, a little something about bourbon and we're doing a bourbon pour. And he was like, Hey, how you doing? I'm like, good. He goes, uh, um, I said, what do you got there? I, I'm kind of a bourbon guy. And the next thing you know, he's like, uh, Nick, do you mind if I sample these guys? He's like, oh, no, go ahead. And Nick knows me. And um, so he gave us the whole spiel there, and I gave him my card. I told him we have a cigar line and whatever, and he was super nice. And we sat there with him for probably 30, 40 minutes and tried all of these. And uh, that's kind of how that came about. So.
3: Well, I'm, I'm positive that you either met... Whitney Rapkin or you met Mark um, Lone who's uh, we're both our, our national set. That sounds like them. They're going to these bottles go and, and, and preach
1: Because normally like that's I... what they did. Yeah, because he was like, he's like, well I represent R2D2 or <laughs> RD1. R-R-D1, and I go, R2D2? <laughs> Because I'm a big Star Wars guy, kind of, not really, but anyway, and it kind of sounded like yeah. he goes, no, R.D. one and I'm like, oh, that's interesting, and we had a great conversation, and I'm glad we all got hooked up with it, so, anyway, yeah, without right. further ado, but, let's try yeah. this.
0: All right, so, Barry, cheers before to you. Before we
3: go, here we we'll go.
0: Well, wait, cheers to you. Cheers, cheers, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. What do we got going here, Barry?
3: Well, so this double finish in oak and maple. It smells uh, like candy, dude. A very, very sweet profile on the nose. I mean, you you unmistakably are going to get maple on that nose.
2: Or taffy. Yes.
0: Yeah. I'm a big pecan guy. I can okay. see you say you that. I can I can, I can smell medication. that now. Not yet. We're just nosing it. I haven't hit it I'm yet. just a big pecan guy. I ate a lot of pecans, and that's what that... All right. Let's get it on the lips, boys. Yeah. Here we go. Let's
1: get it. All righty, then. That's
0: a sweet, deserto... Right. You want me to... Blast-o. I'm going to go... Yeah. Right.
3: And
0: that's going to pair well with your old cigars. It's that is way too I'm see. So here's my here's to get at. I'm not a cognac drinker. And you're right. That's that's mapley. That's Laffy Taffy. That's This is what dense, I want. Yeah, dense go ahead. whiskey? I'm sorry. That's a uh, that's um that's not my favorite. I'm I'm not yeah. That's yeah. too sweet. Too sweet for me.
1: I want this to be um if I, we do a lot of pairings with um there's a Whew. a restaurant here in Saint uh, St. Louis down in St. James, Missouri, Sybil's. It's a five star. She's been the top restaurant. If I was gonna tell her to make a dessert, it would be apple a la mode with in a um a little cast iron with some vanilla ice cream, and pour some of this shit in Oh, there. now you're talking. Ah. Yeah, right,
0: yeah. Or a Bananas Foster oh with that.
1: Yeah, God. let's fucking go. I oh, want this God. shit with my apple ice cream ala mode. bro. Right. Because this right. is, for me, the ultimate fucking dessert. I mean, holy hell. It's just so sweet, wow. but I can just see it with... Um, a little apple pie and a little, and I don't know if I'm upsetting you or if, if you get it or whatever,
0: mm-hmm. but you're complimenting yeah. it. I just, I feel the same way. I'm like, um, now don't get me wrong. If you're, it is an awesome pairing whiskey. If, if you, if you're someone that is smoking an incredibly spicy, you know, a double legero, a hero a scurrow kind of cigar that you need something to bring it to bring the potency down a little bit dude this this is that walk right here i'm not arguing that at all it's not bad but that is way too much sugar for me that like i yeah that is yeah. i think we uh, of course we're going to we're going to keep running through this but that that um no we're done I can, <laughs> that was the last one that was the last one i can see i can see this like you said, we start Apple Alamo, and I'm like, I'm like, well, we're at the finish line. I'm like, uh, this is this is a dessert whiskey, 100%. I I don't argue that at all. This this is not. Um, I mean, we're gonna enjoy the, the, these these pours here, but that, I just don't see this as something that you can sit down with and drink. Is this something that you sit down? Or it, what, so when 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 you profile this glass, where do you put this glass? Like, where, where's your designation for this glass
2: here?
3: Yeah, so this one, this one is for that, that naive whiskey drinker. This is for that 21 to 35 age demographic that's just exploring cocktails, that that's just getting their feet wet into bourbon, handle that straight bourbon, because the rye kind of hits them hot, you know, that they get this fire on their palate. This one helping us cast that wide net to, to get to that next level of bourbon consumer that are curious. They're bourbon curious. They can't handle like you and I can that hype. They they need something that is sweet on the palate. This is a cocktail and a pour without simple syrup. Right.
1: right. You, you know, put this, a little crushed put ice, put ice on this and ice. hand this out to the girls and they're oh, all happy.
0: shit. No doubt. No doubt.
3: Yep. Yeah. So you know where where I pair this, you talked about pairing it with a, a sweet dessert. I actually smoked pork belly, and and then I reverse it out, and then I pair that with this incredible.
0: I could see I that
3: pork belly and this, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's savory and and that sweet, it. Is Absolutely and that
0: delicious. that buttery fat melt off with All the pepper. Right, stop! And, I haven't had, and, had dinner hey, yet. Hey, well, I'm already, already wanting <laughs> some barbecue. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. That's... So, are you a cigar smoker? Yeah, I am. I, make make sure that because... make sure that you send us your address. We'll get your package out tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Of I course. Got it, man. I love it. Uh, because just like trying to get
1: the word out for you, we're trying to get the word out a little bit not so hard but you know it's nice for guys you know through the industry is like hey oh yeah i know craft Pure. i've tried their stuff i really enjoy it um yeah I, I that's fantastic i that's funny yeah
0: so what will be really fun about this that i want to do we got we got a couple more questions for you um uh, but i want to finish these pours and then after we've had the not escalation but the different expressions done with the same mash bill little proof dance off which was fun we're gonna have a pour of the flagship when we all get done and then come back and kind of see did it change the flagship at all? Yeah. And then that'd be kind of cool. We have I don't we haven't done that. I I read about it. I, I think it's supposed to be fun, but I don't Bourbon nerds are the worst. Okay. But um so where is uh, where is r d one going, man? or where is your distillery?
3: We've got a got a gift up right now in Lexington, Kentucky, down in the Distillery district. So if you're the distillery district, Jakfer's there, the barrel house is there, we're in that location. we're um, we're we're partnering up with the Western Kentucky distilling company. So my partner, um, who's a majority shareholder, is part owners in the Western Kentucky Distilling Company. That's in Beaver Dam in Ohio County um, in, in Western part of Kentucky. And so the ones that are laying down bay, we're, you know we're producing tens of thousands of and, again, yeah, looking to continue to move this brand national. Um, you're, gonna, you're gonna hear um, some things coming up in the next several weeks. That's going to be some really major announcements. So stay tuned, you know, check into Artie One Spirits. You can sign up for the newsletter. It's out on Facebook and Instagram. But we're, we're excited because, you know, we were fortunate, part of the brand, that we found the right mash bill, which are these barrels. This is the mash bill that we like the most, that we found had influence when we did wood finishing. And uh, and so we're laying down the same mash bill right now. Every day we're laying down new make with it. And where we're going in 2024? Yeah, go ahead.
0: Okay, so you just said that you found this mash bill. So are you guy who who's doing your distillant?
3: You're out Owen Farrell, so I I know you can.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, all right, right on, yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, yes. Okay. Steve. Yeah. And, and yeah. so that same master distiller... Owensboro, Kentucky? Yeah. That's where Dad's,
2: that from. Oh, Paul, yeah.
3: Dad's from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jacob Paul well, is the master distiller for Western Kentucky Kaduka,
0: though. Oh, okay, cool. So who, can, who else is under that umbrella?
3: Under um, Western Kentucky? Yeah. Uh, uh, they just uh, opened up and started uh, producing mid 2023 so in July oh of 2023,
2: oh okay okay
0: they, they've been laying down barrels okay all right cool what do you got hudge um
1: where are you where are you where's your home base where you're shooting from right now
3: i reside in lexington so right where our gift shop is um you know be the uh, and and my uh, my role with the company, I'm, I'm the co-founder, and, and, and I'm the national brand ambassador, so I'm going to be one to the national market. So, going from 15 markets up to 20 uh, markets, be going around the country, and work Thank you, markets and tasting events and, and larger scale on-prem events.
2: Okay, okay. well...
1: You're going. So on the, a quick know. question, um, where and what's going on with Justin's House of Bourbon? Is he open? Um, they, uh, you know, they they stopped
3: um, when, when you know, when all that went down, they they didn't you know, they were closed until that whole thing got up. But, uh, they they. And they're still doing the vintage spirits.
1: So was that just a matter of some improper paperwork?
3: You know, here's the thing. You, <laughs> you have to do the right paperwork. You can't, especially with, with the government, with a, the right God. thing. And I, I think that it wasn't a fraction that was a sentence, but um, all that back to bite you. It, it, it was. I mean, everything that I read, it was uh, yeah, improper documentation.
1: Now, they passed legislation in Lexington or, therefore, in Kentucky that they could sell vintage uh, bourbon. And but can they uh, buy from me here in no. St. Louis and sell it there, or does it all have to be in Kentucky?
3: That's a really good question. Uh, and, and it's only in Kentucky. You're, you're exactly right Kentucky's the only state that has passed this vintage law and and so as I understand and I'm not an expert but as I understand it you can buy through a consumer that wants to bring a vintage bottle and that vintage bottle from what again what I understand is if it's not readily available in the distributor if, if they if justins or tell pause and says um, RPC, Eagle. Do, do you have any Eagle Rick Do you have any blantons that I can buy? No? Nope. Okay. Then I can buy from a consumer. But there's only calls there's per person per year you can buy and bring in and legally document it. Put your sticker, your your Justin's House Suburban sticker on that bottle to show that is a broad consumer and, and re
1: So that's interesting. I'm sorry. I'm just interested in that because I've been there and talked to some of the guys and my understanding is they could bring in any vintage uh, they wanted and sell it there. But what I'm hearing is, no, it has to be vintage stuff from Kentucky. You can't like be buying across the United States and then bringing it there. But that I'm not I'm not sure about that.
0: Yeah, and to and to follow on that, when when I went to Justice House of Bourbon after I heard about it from from Hodge when I was up there, um, I had gone in. You know, he's got the, you know you walk in, the registers on your right, tasting bars over there on your left, and he's got the shelves going down this way, and then the glass containers full of Michter's 20 and you know $30,000 bottles and this and that, right? And I bought that Old Soul from him that was a, a labeled as a barrel pick. Well, it turns out that in that that raid or whatever it was, those weren't barrel picks. Those were bottles that were bought by Justice House of Bourbon that they slapped the sticker onto because Old Soul is a regular production Wait. item. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that until much later. But um, it would be the, the thing that I would ask there is like, does that mean that bourbon is now like a thrift store? where you can come in or is that is that the right way to say it? when you donate you know what i'm trying to say like you donate to a uh, uh a, a goodwill or a, a i don't
2: think it's like know. that i don't think but it, it's like so
0: it's that. like a farmer's market where you're you're purchasing something and you got a storefront and you can consignment okay. consignment yeah so it's like so what you're yeah. doing is no, you're taking i would say that, that's
1: a better way to put it it's a so, consignment shop right
0: Right, vintage bourbon. Right, so you're taking that pain in the ass secondary market that happens on Facebook and it's Etsy a black and market everything else. Guys. Instead of that, you're putting it into a legally registered store that pays their taxes, and now they're making a shit pot full of money on a bottle, and you just feel better paying for it in the store than you do giving Venmo and somebody money. Is that kind of what the the feel is like? Is?
3: Yeah, I, I think that. It, it, let's let's just separate the. So we have vintage dusties from the '60s, '80s, or even pre-prohibition bottles. I really I love going in, getting something that's a hundred years old. That there's a funk on it that you're not going to get. There, there's a no, There's a sweet butterscotch note you don't get in today's bourbon and today's with. Um, that to me is, is, is super cool. and, and you're never going to get that anywhere else other than if you go to that's got um, the. The problem is that um, let, let's say that you're going and picking up a barrel pick from the state of Kentucky and you can the barrel pick. It's illegal for you to take all of that case goods across state lines. So the same thing is true is what you were talking about earlier and again I don't know the law so I could do this but I think it has to be someone that is bringing the box up that is not available in distribution that they can buy limited to how many per person per year uh, that's what uh, you know, for me I, I I don't you know the secondary market it is what it is people are People want it they are going to pay what they want you, if you're silly enough to pay thousands of dollars for something that you you could find you know a hundred dollars or or more that's on you you know <laughs> yeah. that's on you right yeah it just
1: seems like a great idea because listen who wouldn't like to go someplace and pay a little upcharge for some vintage stuff dusties because we don't have the time to be checking every little uh you know, a uh, state sale or whatever. It sounds like a great idea, but it just sounds like the paperwork, just like everything else, is exhausting. And that's where they've gotten caught trying to do something more than what they're trying to do. Yeah, I'm just... Gotta
3: absolutely. be buttoned up. Let me put, if you haven't been to Northern Kentucky at uh, Puffington, vintage up there called Revival Vintage Spirit Shops, and Brad Bonds, Shannon Smith are the, the owners co-founders of that uh, place's pool. That place really has bourbon. They've got vintage rum. They, they've got other vintage spirits, but ill as well. You go in there and I mean, you can get, eat highlights, a special pour every day, $5 a pour. You don't have to be wealthy go in and, and have something pretty cool to taste. And,
1: and I happy. like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because it pisses me off that guys that are young and they want to get into this market and their pocketbooks especially example of like it used to be like if if like our local uh, liquor stores they would have a raffle and you know you come get your ticket hang around for an hour or two and you might have the chance to buy a good bottle of bourbon for you know uh, regular retail price now Everything has gone to well. The guy who spends the most money gets all those bottles. Yeah, and it pisses me off because I'm like, guess what? I'm not fucking buying my shit from you anymore because I want the young guys to be able to experience
0: that juice too. Right. And, and Barry, let me tell you something. The cowboy, when we first started this podcast, we were probably 10, 20 episodes in, and the Hodge here, he's he he made a statement that was a staple. Throughout this podcast. And he said, you know, look, sometimes we're going to have, and we've done it, man. We've had $3,000 worth of bourbon and cigars on a table. And then we've had $35 worth of bourbon and cigars on a table. And I'm not going to admit that one was better than the other. But there have been times, and he's straight up. We've done a Bottle and Bond episode where he's he's gone down to where some of his work is at. And he's, he's picked up a JW Dent. It's a what, $27 bottle of Bond? Oh, JW Dead. Uh, this is for, for my example. Old Dad
1: Bond did. Yeah. I just go on and on. 20, and
0: on $24, and on. $27 a bottle. Grab yourself. So you've got $200 to party for a week, and it's four guys going in. You buy a box of cigars that cost you $120. Bucks. They're good cigars. You know, they're not, you're not going to write home to dad about it, but they're good cigars. And you get two bottles. And that weekend, you only have a third of one bottle, half of another bottle. You got nine cigars left over. Dude, you're set up for two, three, four, five months based on your drinking smoking profile, right? Um, it, it's yeah. it's terrible when you hear that bottles are coming out and you get that statement from somebody. It's even worse when you someone you know, they're like, all right, dude, look. I can get a thousand for it, but I'll give it to you for five fifty. I'm like, bro, I know the bottle is only ninety five dollars, okay? Like, I I know what it costs. Like, I'll give you two. Yeah, nah, man, I can, you know, it's a little annoying in that aspect, but especially when you have someone like like Hodge that, can, that can see those things that that literally buy has been buying those things for years at, at certain costs, and then now you run into shit. What was the latest cost of the bottle of fits? The last one I bought was 550. Well, there's 17 dollars
1: everywhere for that last 19. It's well, just crazy. Uh, well, yeah. So but, anyway, uh, let's let's get out of that. So we listen. We have our cigars. We smoke our cigars. But there are certain cigar brands we love and follow. I know you've got a bourbon line you're promoting and whatever. Oh, but nice. We want to hear what some of the good juice you really. Yeah. Like step out. Yours is yours, and what you like drinking.
0: Well, hang on. Here's the funny part. I want to say this. It's not like he can just be solely honest to R D One because in my garage. I've been staring what's behind you, and I don't see a bottle of R D One. So yeah, what you digging on? Yeah. I see the smoke wagon. We got some Harper. Uh, I do have, One. Well, you can't put it in the camera now. <laughs>
3: Are you all right, bro? <laughs> yeah, my eyes. Mike, my eyes. Hey, Bottle. Have you heard of OW Oh no. That was our that was our first release. I will tell you another thing that I'm really fascinated with is the ha- Baron
1: I have that.
3: I love this one. Delicious. Uh, here's another one, Bond and Lillard. Bond and Lillard was I the have that already won
1: back in the um, early 1900s yeah those were those mm-hmm. little old school bottles dude yep. do you have
0: yep. yeah i've got okay
3: let's see all right so i've got i've got several here and i'll tell you um, oh no my, shit. Uh, economy, we like high proof have you um have you ever seen 145 proof this is the augusta bucket.
0: No. Oh, I have
1: no. Hazmat.
3: 145 proof. I don't think you can see that. No, yeah, we got it. it. We got yeah. it. Yeah. It's
2: great.
0: 7356. Wow.
3: Yeah. So, so I like I like high proof.
0: I'm also a uh, Is that a Is that California, a
1: will it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: That one right there, is that the estate? Yeah. Is that That's like the 7-year, 9-year
3: estate? Yeah, this is a 10-year, and it's the, uh, yeah, it's the chris Family's.
1: Uh, I've had that, and years. delicious. But, you know, Willet is real, they're kind of, they're kind of a secret little thing. You know, you don't, yeah. they just, it's yeah. really hard to catch a good bottle of Willet. It. it really is. And if you can, yeah. it's just crazy. But I've had that, what you just showed me. And I thought it was fantastic, and I tried the bottle, and I tried to buy it, and it was like, no, 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 no. It was like $35 a pour, and it was fantastic. I Some of will Willet yeah, stuff, yeah. but it's very, very hard to get.
3: Well, and, and you know, I mean, I, I know my, my one two one. favorite bourbons are free bourbon drinking. So, right. I, I mean, I am truly a bourbon. Oh, yeah. Love it. Uh,
1: like hybrid for you. Absolutely. Do I do contact? It's not even plugged in. Not oh, in no. Because I don't want to blow and the fuse off power from... off. This oh, thing. okay. So I'll get it cleared up. After right. Off. All right, brother. Well, I really so enjoy do... hanging out with yeah, you, man. Absolutely. Yes. This is damn great. So what
0: we did do is we poured one more of the RD1, the flagship. Cheers to you. Yeah, cheers, brother. Cheers. Barry, cheers, thank you so very cheers. much. Cheers, brother.
3: Thank you guys. Thanks
0: for your hospitality. Uh, it did exactly what I thought it was gonna do. Did it not open that up? Yeah. So much more. You're starting to dig out. See now, now it's sweet. I now still it could think be because I had that. I got it
1: from the very beginning. I, I still well, think there's a little.
0: I think I got the cough syrup sweetness left in from that last pour there so, as well, you know.
1: which is crazy. Which you know, anyway.
0: But no, Bear, we gotta thank you so very much, man. Thank you for sitting in here with us. Uh, We are, we are already one supporters, man. This this is awesome. We're gonna, I there's no doubt these bottles are gonna be worked in with us. Um, we will. I'll send you an email when we get done. uh, We get a little address from you so we can send some stuff out and uh, maybe maybe get you into St. Louis, and you blow it out with one of us at uh some of our events. If you need to see. Yeah. Numbers and stuff like that. We'll send you all of that. We don't. We don't play small, man. So, um, it would be. Yeah, I, it,
3: it would be my pleasure.
0: Thank you. Absolutely. So, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you, Mahalo, man. Thank you so very much. I'll let the Bourbon Cowboys say goodbye, and then how much you tap out of here and uh, go have something that you you want back there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not wearing my
1: uh, cowboy hat <laughs> tonight, but listen, from the Bourbon Cowboy. And from our newly anointed uh, brethren here, my brother, which we've named him Earl Pearl, Pearl. the Earl, or Earl the the Pearl, Pearl. (laughs)
2: Early um, Pearl,
1: Early Pearl, Early Pearly, whatever. Um, From the Bourbon Cowboy, man, giddy up,
0: and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much,
1: brother. Thank you. All right,
2: thanks.
0: We'll catch you later, man. Take care. Right on, my dude. Alright guys, so that was our interview with Barry from RD1 Spirits. That was a fucking blast. I uh, hope you enjoyed our little uh, overload of the outlets. Um, but now that we got, the the streaming is done, we're going to finish out the podcast. We're going to go a, a little longer, but we'll get the uh, you know, I, I just want to say care, you can see it on the screen. That thing kills. <laughs> What do you mean? It's good? Oh, dude, once you turned it well, off, I can see the smoke on well, the screen. Well, I just... I Listen, we, I've
1: got... Listen, this fucking house has two... Hey, dude, you're, we're good, bro. You're fine. No, but what I'm saying, we have two 20-amp fucking services. Yeah. Not many houses have that. Right. And we have blown fuses out here before. Well, I had... And it pisses me off. I'm going to have my electrician back here because this is bullshit. Well, that can't be pushing that many amps. It's not. Now, that old oil guy... And did you try to pull some hot water at the... Yeah. What is? So, okay. All right. So we're fine. Yeah. I just am pissed off because your eyes are getting fucky.
3: Elevate your smoking ritual with Woodworks Custom Exotic Wood Ashtrays. Crafted to perfection, each ashtray tells a unique story of luxury and sophistication. Experience the artistry of exotic woods tailored to your taste. Discover yours today. Visit woodworks.co or Instagram at woodworks underscore STL. Ignite elegance with every ash. Hey guys, FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Craft and And don't forget that, as listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on the entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code CRAFTBOODLE15. Once again, CRAFTBOODLE15 make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands so you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening and thanks for enjoying the podcast. All right now.
0: All right, we're back. So that was, uh, how'd you like that RD one? That was great. Right.
1: I, I will say this. I thought it went much better than I thought because, um, and I think kind of because I had it on the cold, I was out at a bar, I wasn't smoking a cigar and I was kind of caught off guard. It was kind of done quick and, um, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I think the line has a little more value than what I initially thought. Um, the, the end one with the maple syrup and whatever, I'm not discounting that because like we said, I think that is a fantastic. If you're going to make a little apple pie and some ice cream and, you know, those beautiful little old Dutch yeah. Yeah, yeah. things and you either shoot it or you pour it in with your ice cream, I think that would be
0: fucking crazy. Well, or even, you shoot it with it. I even just thought much. about when you make your pina coladas, do a little floater of that on top, right? Give it a little... You know? A maple? Yeah. Coconut maple?
1: That's a no go. That's
0: a Canadian tourist. What? Coconut maple? You get it? It's a good- there ain't
1: no parrot head riding a maple train up into Canada. What the hell are you talking
2: about? Yeah, good point. Anyway, man. I don't know.
1: Um, but I just thought it was a really group. Whoa! What's is that? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, That's no, an old I'm school phone telephone. Phone. Yeah. Um, no, I thought it was really good, and there's a couple of these that are kind of a little legit. Um, and I enjoyed it, and and I thank these guys for um, sending us to. This is one of the first few companies I feel like that let us kind of in on the evaluating and send us some stuff because normally it's out of our pocket um, to talk to you guys and bring this shit to you, and out of our pocket to talk to you about this and bring it to you. So I was really excited about it. What would you think? It
2: was good. It was fun. It was, um, seemed like a really nice How cigar. was
1: your Miller Lite? It
2: was good. I mean, what,
1: do you find great. any difference in the Miller Lite? Nope. <laughs>
2: consistency
1: is key. <laughs> it's uh, watery. Well, what do you think about your cigar? That is the Moon Tower, our event cigar. Really good. Yeah, I fantastic. enjoy it. Well, we're going to try to get this room cleared out of smoke because we had a small down because somehow we've got a lot of stuff going on and um, we had a little breaker power, which is really unusual. But it's the first time we just tonight turned on our our new uh, rabbit ear because this thing covers about 1500 square feet. I don't think we're about five, 600 square feet in here. So I wanted to have this venue over the next three months for the Chiefs, the Battle Hawks, whatever the bourbon events and podcasting were due available to us because it gets limited, you know, um, for all of what we do over the winter. So I think this is going to be a great venue. And Mark is probably taking a squirt, so we'll get him back in here and then we'll break this all down. But so, we've got some upcoming things. We've got, to recap everything, you know, our our Chiefs finally did win another game. And, you know, we've got this Sunday game, which, of course, we don't really know what's going on. Probably That's right. We're back to football win, talk. But I'm just trying to recap yes. our going out on what's going on. The Chiefs did win. They looked a little better. And... Um, but it looks like we're going to be the third seed unless something really weird happens, which well, I don't know what
0: the could possibly. Own, so happen. here, here's what I, what I was, I was listening to the press conference today with Andy Reid, and uh, the commissioner, and just leave that. There is lit, literally, there's no way we pass the third seed. We just simply can't. Okay. Um, it. So we're there. Uh, the biggest deal that we're settling in with is, um. What we want is we need Buffalo to beat Miami. That's what we want. Because we do, if Buffalo beats Miami, we host Miami at Arrowhead, and we win that game. There's no argument there. So, um, oh, we could turn that up, dude. We You turned it back on. We haven't turned it up. Okay. Where's your remote? Turn that guy up. Playing with the rabbit air here, so we're going to go. Oh, no, oh, not that one.
1: That one. I'm gonna need to get a rabbit sticker like psycho Here rabbit like a sticker go ahead and close Psycho. Like your eyes. what is it psycho Turbo bunny now. or something psycho bunny yeah 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 nice little but, fucking psycho
0: bunny so that's what we're looking at man so to to recap and we we did the tailgate at arrowhead we hung out had a great time we were at uh um Outlaw the night before hanging out with wreck it rusty and his beautiful bride Colleen then we had do we had some great barbecue that night?
2: Uh hog job at the, at the at the um Arrowhead
0: no 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 we on Saturday we were at outlaw um Kendall came in say hi to all of us and then we went like literally you walk out the front or the back or the front door you go around the building and you walk into the greatest barbecue store fucking wow. north of here. I mean, it was amazing. They didn't have hush puppies, though, so I kill them on that. Who serves barbecue and doesn't have hush puppies? Or cornbread? Texas toast? What is this, longhorn? What the fuck are you talking about? Like hush Bo- puppies? No like- hush puppies. They have no hush puppies. Anyway, so... Let's draw. That is a plane outside. Oh, oh. So I do I do want to ask this overall, Cowboys. So where yeah. would you place... Yo, know, we asked Barry, we talked with him. Where would you place RD1 flagship in the bourbon market of choice? Meaning, not what we don't like or not what you don't like. You're going to buy it. I where think would it's you place? Right,
1: I think it's right there where you said um four roses small batch right? right um you know maybe a a four year um what's the one you just bought me um,
0: Knob Creek what, yeah like Knob a four Creek, year
1: yeah. five year Knob Creek
0: little I Woodford. mean somewhere
1: there in the middle of the road right um Woodford I I I, I would probably put it a little above Woodford yeah, I mean, uh, but I, I think it's in the small batch. If you start looking at it, I mean, you look at 19, uh, 1792, you know, Ooh, that's a wild deal, card.
0: That's a wild card They're I, I think they're a little above. the. I do. But yeah. I'm just
1: saying whether it's a little above or a little below in there, I think there's somewhere floating in that market
0: is what right. I think. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I think it, if you put that in that, I was trying to think of all these when we were talking, but I was more curious than I was talking, but. You know, you have like Jack Daniels, Woodford, Four Roses small batch, Elijah Craig small batch, Yellowstone 96 proof or whatever, RD1 flagship. Like, I'm if that's what's there. I mean, my, my toss up is, you know, Four Roses or RD1 in, in that collection, right there. Yeah. You know, uh, and these bottles range. I mean, they're anywhere from 31 to 70. Is the bottle cost? I actually think the most expensive one. We should have asked this, but I, I looked them up. Most expensive one is the one we don't like, or shouldn't say don't like, but no not shit. not to drink. Yeah.
1: And it's at ninety yeah, nine point. Yeah, almost a hundred proof. I kind of think um, that the flagship, I I I think is good, but I think the one we were kind of enamored with a little
0: bit is. Um, the French oak, yeah that one that one took me that was a hundred percent step above the
1: flagship I mean that's a hundred and one it's a four year um but this the whole thing about it for me was a little different like I don't think we do a lot of seventy percent corn I mean I don't like a lot of corn most
0: corn whiskey if, I, if I'm not wrong like we, we you've you've we're like I'll have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sweet? sure. No, it's 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 moonshine. It's oh, yeah. I don't know how to articulate that tape. It's moonshine. It's it's when almost you're bland
1: into, you're and like then 90% hot. corn. It's clear. Oh, yeah. You're not dealing with a lot of flavor.
0: Yeah. It's it's like it, do you feel it's almost bland and then just hot? There's no there's no no flavor to it. Yeah. You know, and honestly, when you look at that RD1 bottle, that's it's a honey color. Maybe yeah. it's not it's not it's not crazy built up. So it's I guess for similar. me, I
1: want to over frickin do this sh- shit. I mean, not that that shit. I'm just saying, I don't want to overplay it. I just think I like I said, I I was pleasantly surprised um, that I was in the medium zone with it, and I I really thought there was some value to it. And, and
0: I think we just leave it at that. I mean, I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's going to go Unless ahead and wrap up episode these... 160. I didn't
1: get to ask him what cigars. I was kind of wanted to ask him what his cigar-wise,
0: we didn't get to it. Though. Oh, we'll, we'll email him and find that out. um For the Patreon, stick by. We're going to do the uh, cut it and light it or let it burn. We'll do that with the... Uh, well, how did you, before we cut that out, how did you think the cigar did across all? Well,
1: again, I'm going to say um, I want to apologize to my Cohiba because I know this is a um, a very nice cigar. I just have had to yak. I've had to set it down. We've had a lot of small emergencies. We had the power out And in I have had to give it the love that it deserves um so i'm a little taken back by giving it a you know yippee ki or whatever the fuck i do and then i'm trying to get this you know like a uh, small club 54 label off of it um
0: which now i have off yeah well i think that was an awesome episode that's a cool picture <laughs> What um, Now,
1: why do you think when he saw us, was it grainy like that? No. It was clear as a yeah. bell. It's as clear and as he, it is right there. And he was seeing himself as kind of
0: grainy. <laughs> like that. Well, uh, well, no, probably clear on his end, too. It's just the video quality here is not matching the HD GDF the TV. And is it because of, the of the our lighting in here? No, it's because uh, you have a 4K TV versus 780 HD on the laptop. So we need to upgrade your laptop. <laughs> I could put another modem in it. I but didn't know. No, I, I think that's fine. It. I think we can do just fine being grainy. They don't see it that way. This is us. It's, it's Well, because we probably don't want to be too clear anyway. Cause, right. Because we're good looking enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> leave, it, leave it to the imagination. <laughs> anyway. All right, guys. So if you're on the Patreon, if you want to see this video and enjoy the entire bourbon selection behind Barry today. And his entire walk-off. Head over to our Patreons. Patreon.com slash $1 and $3 amounts. Jump in. Enjoy the entire thing. Um, from the Viking, Mahalo. Thank you guys so very much. If you're on the Patreon, stay tuned for the Cut It and Light It or Let It Burn. And uh, let the Berman Cowboys... Oh, wait. What? Pearly Earl. Early yes. Pearl? Early Pearl? Thank early you pearl, early
2: sit early in. In and just listen you guys yeah. like
0: How was movie. that moon tower, man? Can you, like, take a draw off it so the camera can see? You? Like, you do it real yeah. dramatically? Like, like this? Like, like, on, like Pussy on Sopranos? Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: I <laughs> could just see
0: the beginning of Sopranos.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: from the Viking guys, Mahalo, thank you so much. Let the Bourbon Cowboy take us out. Listen, Uh man, I'm glad my brother's back in town. He will be a regular on our
1: podcast. From the Bourbon Cowboys, always thanks for listening. Until next time, giddy up.